0: The following podcast is a part of the Spin Studio Network. I text you a question, next minute my phone rings. What it is wrong with you? Nothing worse than a salad orderer who then wants in on all the chips. So what section are you in? What section am I in? Someone's trying to board this father's semi-trailer sized luggage. I think you should be more concerned with that. Hello and welcome to the Literally Nobody Cares podcast. This is the second motherfucking time I'm recording this podcast because the first one timed out I recorded for 30 minutes only to look down and realize that at the 28 minute mark I received a text message thereby disabling the recording I want to kill myself fucking hell anyway I am convinced there is some greater power some being up there who is a business coach in another life who doesn't want this to come out I will not be silenced I literally do not care. Anyway, hello and welcome to the episode. I know, it's been a while. I don't care. I'm sorry. I'm living my best life, all right? I don't know if people realize, but I have a job, several in fact, and unfortunately, sometimes I'm required to do that. COVID has just come for me, like really come for me. Not as fast as the DMs have come for me with the lack of recording. Because let me tell you, the number of motherfucking messages from people who are like, Hi Sam, where's the episode this week? Hi Karen, oh, I hadn't realized I didn't record, I forgot, oh my god, a podcast. I'm aware that I haven't recorded But every time I sit down, not unlike today, something happens. The last few weeks, it has been my phone ringing and something coming up that's urgent. And I can't just be like, you know what, park it. It's not happening. And then I get to like 10 or 11 o'clock at night and I'm like, you know what I'm not gonna do? Record a podcast because this fucking community are tens, okay? I can't be just turning up with a three out of ten. I mean, I'm not even sure that I can go to a three out of ten, to be honest with you. This thing doesn't go to a three. It just sits at an 11. I don't know what else to say to you. For those of you who are listening who are wondering where that little piece came from, if you watch the uh, video clip for the Deadpool soundtrack that Celine does the song for, Ashes, watch to the very end. You'll see where I pulled that from, and it's stunning. Haven't quoted Celine on this podcast for a while, so that's fabulous. Anyway, um, it's been a fucking ride. Now, I get it. I don't want to hear about it from Cheryl. I don't want to hear about it from any of you people. Um, I'm fortunate to have a job, blah, blah, blah. I know all of that sort of situation. But unfortunately, during COVID, my work actually increased. So it has just meant that I have had literally no time for the Literally Nobody Cares podcast. And of course, we keep the wheels are turning over here uh, with these jobs that I do, you know, with my, my companies. So it, it just means that we need to prioritize sometimes. Anywho... We're back today, so who fucking cares? Here we are. 10 out of 10s. I'm sure you guys have just been, you know, out there listening up a storm. I can see that some of you have been listening to old episodes that were re-listening, it's all coming together. This community is a fucking 10 out of 10. So anyway, we need to discuss a little life update. What's going on? Where have I been? What's going- you know, what have I been doing. So as you know, I've been working, so that's what's been happening. That's the primary thing. I am, of course, also living my best life. ISO has been somewhat good to me. And I'll tell you a story. I really, when people sort of always, you know, talk about fitness and health and and they say like, oh, time, you know, like, oh, it's an excuse. Take one hour out of 25. Oh, I don't want to hear it from you. Like, it's only 8% of your day. Shush. I don't want to hear it from you. Okay. I don't want to hear it. I understand the mathematics of the circumstance that working out for 20 minutes a day and eating healthy doesn't consume that much time. But I, know, okay? But people also, and I, I'm, you know, Pinterest and blogs and what, whatever the fuck, Instagram idiots, people who are fucking posting being like, well, you could just do, you know, my easy baked salmon in 10 minutes. It's not fucking 10 minutes, Karen, all right? Sit down. There's no 10 minute easy meal. Put your little packet rice away, okay? Because what if I don't have the ingredients in the house? And hi, newsflash, you've seen my kitchen, you've seen my fridge, there's nothing in it. If I don't have any of the ingredients, that's not 10 minutes. Nipping to Woolworths, not Coles. Nipping to Woolworths takes more than 10 minutes. It's like fucking Afghanistan in there at the moment. Let me tell you a story, okay? Nine out of 10 times, I'm avoiding people like the plague, but now other people are avoiding other people. So they're not crammed together. It's a lot harder for me to take a wide berth around some of these people when everyone else is trying to do the same, okay? It's not easy, all right? Anyway, so... You're not making a meal in 10 minutes. That's not a real thing, okay? Uncle Ben's Fuck off with your Uncle Ben's rice, okay? I don't even have that in my house. And secondly, like, no, okay? It's a no from me. So I can't be doing those things. I, You know, I work a long day. I come home. You know what it's a 10-minute meal? McDonald's in a bag, okay? It comes with a drink. I don't even need to get a drink out of the fridge. It comes with a drink. Nine times out of 10, it doesn't come with the sauce you've ordered, but you know, we can only get so much evidently. So for me... That's convenience. But I always say, like, I just, I'm so busy. And so I've liked the fact that I can showcase that when I do actually have a little bit more time available to me, a little less of a rigid schedule, I can, in fact, invest in my health and fitness. And you know what? I am health. We've discussed this before. Realistically, I am health. Question from people. i mean a lot of messages about um, what I do or whatever else. I'm not going to do like a whole Instagram thing where it's like every day and t- like it's not going to happen, okay? What I will say is this. I've lost about 10 kilos at this stage, which we're living for. For me, it's not a weight thing. I'm not really that big on the kilos. I'm not really that big on any of the, the numeric components of healthy fitness, whatever the fuck. Most of the time, how I base things is my shirt. So I wear a large in you know, a Ralph Lauren button through, which is what I wear 90% of my life, okay? Now, if the large Ralph Lauren button through starts to get a little bit firm, we turn on the fucking healthy bandwagon, okay? It turns on like this, okay? We have a look back and we go, yes, Sam. Marble was a partner of yours for a minute there. That doesn't mean that you can continue to eat at a rapid fire rate, okay? Slow it down. So we slow it right down. I'm a bit of a low carb eater when I'm on the health bandwagon, when I am health, which is what I currently am. Um, And that just works for me. I can eat low carb. I'm not a huge fan of vegetables and salads and things like that. So it's quite easy for me to do low carb, okay? That obviously is because I eat meat. Please do not call me. Please do not message me. I don't give a fuck. So that's just my vibe, my personal choice, not telling you what to do, which is how you can tell I'm not a vegan. But... I'm not telling you how to live your life. That's just what I do. It works for me at this stage. There we go. So anyway, um, I've just actually come off three days of a bit of a bender, if you will. More of a bender on carbs than it wasn't alcohol, although there was definitely alcohol involved. So my very best friend, Amy, it was her birthday over the weekend. So we stayed on the Gold Coast at the Darling Hotel, which is their like fancy hotel in the front of their other hotel. Um, And we stayed in one of their penthouses, which is, you know, it's got a billiard room and a lounge and a whole bar and a whole vibe. So we stayed there for the weekend, um, and that was kind of coming off the back of quite a a long period of being very health. I am health. I am fitness. I am launching an app. That's obviously a joke. Um, So that's kind of what I'm doing. Um, So basically, uh, it was kind of all bets were off. I knew this was coming, so I was preparing for that. But, you know, we were drinking lychee martinis. That's my new drink of choice. And let me tell you, they were just flowing. You know, lychee martini to you and I, to my favorite Isla, teenies. Um, That is the drink of choice at the moment. And let me tell you a story. They are like a rocket fuel. They will take you down. Some of my very, very good friends, Taylor and David. David is a seasoned drinker. Uh, And let me tell you a story. Even he was taken down by the teenies. Um, you know all of my friends where people just thought they were sauntering in and having a casual large martini (laughs) they couldn't string sentences together is that you Eliza so you know it was fabulous we had a fabulous time and you know it was so good because uh, obviously with all of these restrictions I haven't had the chance to see all of my friends kind of at one uh, not every single friend but uh, the the core group if you will together uh, and we were able to do that over the weekend so we had really a spectacular night I had a phenomenal time um love them all to death uh and you know love seeing them being taken down by the teenies you know i mean actually uh you know people just think that they're a cute little fun party trick but let me tell you good luck tomorrow morning so look it was a couple of big nights on the teenies um then uh, it was a couple of big days on the carbs let me tell you there was some italian there was gemelli get in my life there was uh some mama san There was just some fabulous food so that really took me out, uh, and so I've been just dying the last 48 hours trying to get back on the health bandwagon, um, which, you know, the re-entry isn't too bad because I am health, but um, it's also equally fucking horrific, the re-entry. So, you know, that's just where we're at at the moment, but like I said, I like the fact that during ISO, I've had a little bit more of a, you know, less rigid schedule, and so I can kind of prove people wrong that it's, you know, that time is a factor. When I have more time, you're able to dedicate things uh, or dedicate yourself to things more than maybe you normally would. So, that has been fabulous. All is going well in that realm, continuing on. Previously, now if I repeat myself in this podcast, don't fucking DM me, okay? This is the second time around recording it. I have absolutely no idea what I've said and I haven't said. I'm not sitting here with a producer. I'm solo at home. So I, like I said before, I'm pretty sure I've already said, I've so far lost 10 kilos. Generally speaking, I would start to lighten up soon and I would just start to resume my my regular um, situation. But uh, I'm not going to do that this time. I've decided to go a little bit deeper, a little bit harder. That's the plan this time around. Let's see what happens that and what ensues, um, which is great. Some of you may have noticed over the weekend, well, some people did because they DM'd me. I was wearing a T-shirt on Saturday evening, a fabulous Dior T-shirt, a collab with a fabulous designer. Um... I don't really wear T-shirts. I'm sure people are fully aware of this. I don't wear a round neck really anything, which is why it's brand new information to see me in activewear. It's also brand new information to see me in a T-shirt. Very different, very changed up, very who are you, very I say, very what's going on. That's okay. We're trying some things out. Let me know the thoughts. Did post a photo in it. Not asking for positive comments, but fucking hurry up. Anywho, so that's kind of that. But what else has been happening since I haven't spoken to you fabulous motherfuckers in some time? Um... Continuing on with that, look, you know what's been interesting about ISO, and again, the less rigid schedule, people having less going on has been really interesting for me because you can almost kind of make a different or a deeper connection with people that are new in your life, et cetera, that you haven't. Normally, I wouldn't be able to have long, extended conversations via on the phone, you know, in person for some people, etc. Because you know, I've got so much going on, the schedule's so crazy, and you're kind of waiting for maybe a weekend and here and there. But because things have been less rigid, it's been great. You've been kind of connecting with new people in my life more than I probably would. So that's been very interesting as well, Um, which has been great. I'm enjoying a very different work schedule, if you will. Um, You know, working evenings is normal for me and whatnot, but I've been up a little bit earlier because I'm working out every single day, Emily Sky Fit at Home, centre. Well, not every single day. Uh, Minimum five days a week, but certainly six most weeks, um, which has been great. Uh, In addition to that, obviously eating healthy as well and a lot more cooking because I am health, I am a chef. Um, Anyway, so that's kind of been my little bit of an update. Not a great deal. It's just there has just been so much going on. I've been consumed. But that's 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 all good things. Uh, no complaints there, of course. But it has meant that this podcast has taken a, a massive hit. And let me tell you, I've received the DMs. I've received the emails. I've received the phone calls. I've received the text messages. I've received the message in person from some people. I know that we would like this podcast to be more frequent. I would like it to be more frequent as well. I'm not sure how we achieve that. Maybe I just need to wear a mic 24 hours a day and then do like a little mashup. Okay, button push Aaron is hearing that right now and he's fucking melting at the idea of me doing that. Um, Because this isn't rehearsed. This isn't scripted. This isn't planned. It's literally just, oh, we have 45 minutes. Turn the mic on. Here I am. But like I said... The amount of times I don't know if I said this on this version. Um, the amount of times I have turned on the microphone, sat down, and my phone rings, and there's literally nothing I can do because if it's some, if it's a client, if it's urgent, especially if we're in crisis, I have to take the phone call. So anyway, that's kind of where I'm up to. Um, we had the Cadbury collab that was a couple of weeks ago. Oh, wasn't that stunning? Who's eating marble? Oh, how can you not be? What a phenomenal, phenomenal chocolate is changing lives. I am receiving messages from people all over the world who want us to send it to them. I am receiving messages from people who are close to me saying they've never had it before and it's now changed their life, obviously. I'm reinvesting in the blacklist at the moment for my TV show. Very interesting, up to, um, you know, whatever the season is. That's, That's a great show. James Spader from the Boston Legal Days. Yes, get me more of that. (sighs) Oh, <sighs> What else is news in my world? Nothing really great deal um, at this stage. Few questions about whether I am on the dating apps again. And for part two of that episode, I am not on the dating apps. As I have said, uh, I am no longer on those. They're all deleted. Uh, that was a very pleasant time for some content, etc. Done what I needed to do there. No longer require that. Let's move right along uh, to this week's episode. The topic that I have mentioned many times over that I wanted to go into, the topic that has consumed my mind the last few weeks has been business coaches, okay? We need to take a deep breath. I'm taking a deep breath. You should take a deep breath. We all need to just prepare ourselves. Motherfucking business coaches. Oh, I am just... mm. This topic is one that I have mentioned on... Many occasions. We have discussed it on Instagram, in DMs, in comments, and so on. After announcing a couple of weeks ago that I was going to speak about business coaches, I had people follow me who are, in fact, business coaches. I have had people who have DM'd me. A lot of people have come for me knowing that this is coming out. And let me tell you a story. Listen the fuck up. I can't fucking stand business coaches. Okay. Maybe that wasn't clear enough. Maybe I need to deliver it even clearer. If you are a business coach, I can't stand you. Okay. I have a problem with business coaches. I am sorry. And maybe I'm incorrect here. <laughs> Fucking unlikely, but far often or more often than not far too often. I should say every person who presents themselves as a business coach has had no real experience starting, growing, running a successful company. It's just not a thing that's done. Apparently what you do is you become unemployed and you then start a business coaching company where you profess to have had six, seven, eight, nine, 10 figure businesses, businesses so successful, you can't know the name. So at the top of their game, crushing it, killing it, delivering nine and 10 figures of revenue that again, We can't discuss the name of the business because what's semantics to understand if there was actually any truth to that claim? But aside from that, they have thought, oh, who needs nine figures of revenue coming in? Who needs it? Let's put all that aside and start from the very ground up with the most disgustingly designed single-page website I've ever seen in my entire fucking life and teach you how I did it in inverted commas because apparently it can be taught. Apparently, success of this magnitude can be taught in an online e-commerce course. Forget that Harvard's out there teaching people about business management, etc., etc. You can build an outrageous-sized business purely off the back of my little fucking wimpy PDF where I couldn't even afford a graphic designer to jazz the fucker up, okay? Tell me more about your seven, eight, nine figures, you fucking no-hoper. Let me tell you a story. I have for many years whinged about business coaches. The reason we have backed up and started again is the following. COVID has brought out the scum again. A group of people so talentless, so worthless, so incapable of building a real business to make the money for themselves that they have thought, What is better than now when people are losing their jobs and their livelihoods and they're going to be at home and looking for a way to create wealth? Well, let me tell you, that is some scummy shit. You're a fucking bad person. I have no time for those people. You know, it is just foul. And you know what's worse Often they start out without making the bold claims. And it's not until they realize if you want to sell online in this outrageously, disgustingly crowded market, you have no choice but to start making disgusting claims. And they go in and they buy their entry level Louis Vuitton shoes or their Gucci belt, and they stand in front of the Ferrari parked at the local shopping center and, like, mm, arms crossed, bold, mm, look at my arms, they're so big. Oh my God, I'm so successful, I'm so rich. You're a talentless motherfucker is what you are. I have no time for you. As somebody who is currently building several businesses worth phenomenal money, I can assure you I don't have the time to be building average as fuck PDFs to explain to people how to do it. And truthfully so, I'm not confident that I could orate or narrate or really detail in any great way how to do it because most of the time, if you're looking to be successful online, um, you need to be the type of person who can do it, who can build a business. You know, we have seen in this whole COVID nightmare, a lot of businesses go broke, a lot of businesses who are relying on JobKeeper, et cetera, et cetera, different, you know, things all around the world, benefits from the governments, and, and good on the governments for doing that. But we have seen a lot of people go under because of it. Okay. And I can't fucking stand that people are seeing that and using it to their own benefit. Okay. Let me start at one if you are thinking about going and purchasing a course about being successful building an online store drop shipping oh i'm a laptop lifestyle i can work from anywhere oh if you are thinking of doing that okay and i can't stop you i wish i could but if i can't stop you you need to start with question number one whatever they are using as a baseline for their success and why you should listen to them. You need to ask for details, okay? My team will get back to you. Email me at team at fuckingnohoper.com. The team is the person who you're talking, it's the same person, it's one person, okay? There is no team, there aren't multiple people. There's one fucking stooge who's stealing from everyone. That's it, okay? Don't think there's a team, there's not more people, it's them and their cat in their mum's basement. Anyway, if they're claiming success, ask to see it. Now, what does ask to see it mean? It does not mean ask to see them present their Louis Vuitton bag, their Gucci slides, their fucking supreme hat. None of those pieces indicate success, okay? There are a lot of ways to acquire things. You know, for example, OnlyFans which is one of the ones that was brought to my attention last night. A business coach who is out there professing to be an eight-figure god, and yet he's selling dick pics on OnlyFans, okay? No, okay? Write a little book about how to start at OnlyFans. I know. Get abs, take your clothes off, post the... I mean, give us a break. Anyway, so... That's the latest one that's been brought to my attention, but you should ask for actual proof of this business's success. Now, I haven't ever been explained ever in a way that I've understood that it is not a fraud, but if the person is unable to tell you what the business was that was doing eight figures, that was doing nine figures, that was a huge success, that made them the success, If they can't tell you the name of the company and you can't find it, there's a problem. If they are saying to you, oh no, it's a drop shipping and there was, it's fucking horseshit, okay? There are literally so few examples of businesses that do big money and disappear in 30, 60, 90 days. It's not a real thing. If you have built traffic to a website, then you don't just turf that website tomorrow. And the idea that you can create unbelievable traffic via paid channels like Facebook advertising, et cetera, and that is just you don't need anything else, it's fucking ridiculous. Now let me be clear: whilst I am you know thrashing half this, all of the market really, but a lot of people out there, I have built a large econ business. It's called James Cosmetics. It exists out there. You can see it. You can come to our office. You can see the staff that we employ. You can see the physical product. You can see the brand. We've spoken about it for many years as I've grown the damn thing. That's one of the businesses, not to mention the many companies I work with for the agency, whose names I'm not gonna get into, but very large e-commerce, very successful e-commerce businesses. We get to see what it takes to build these businesses, not from some fraudulent no hoper I mean, there is somebody that I know who is out there who is a current business coach, who's espousing to be this outrageous success, and I am fully aware that he was a a storeroom uh, packing, picking person for a business here, within the last 12 months. No business ever. He was working in a store, picking and packing for a company, and now he is a business coach. This is ongoing. I know of somebody else who has a failed company that they have virtually given up on, but during COVID has decided to pretend that business is actually still operating successfully, which it is not, and then launch a platform to assist you in how you can grow your business and this and that and the other. These people are the lowest of low. If this is how you think you have to make money, it should be a very clear indicator of why this person is not someone to listen to. If this is the only way you can make money. If you're a true entrepreneur, in inverted commas, fucking no-hoper, entrepreneur, whinger, fucking loser, and this is the only method you have to create wealth, it is a strong indicator that you're unable and incapable of being what is an apparent entrepreneur, a serial business person, whatever you want to call them. Can't stand the entrepreneur title. As soon as LinkedIn on fucking Instagram put it in the drop-down menu, you shouldn't just be able to pick the title entrepreneur. It is either given to you, it is earned. You can't take it and put it on things. The number of people on LinkedIn In fact, the number of people who've applied to a recent job posting for one of my businesses who have entrepreneur in their LinkedIn is truly fucking baffling. Don't get me wrong. Some people are out there building businesses, COVID times hit you, you lose everything. There is nothing, nothing wrong with having a company that falls apart. Literally nothing. That is the day in and, and day out of running a business, you, the idea that you can start a business tomorrow and success is ridiculous. Okay, we've all been there. I have had many, many businesses that I've closed, many, many, many over the years, and you know we don't talk about that. We talk about the ones that are hugely successful, but th- that's just the reality of it. So if someone is going through a period of time where it's just well that business has gone under, you know all sorts of different factors and whatever, and they're building themselves back up, good for fucking them building themselves back up. But there are these are not the people I'm talking about. I am talking about the people who have never seen success in business or very, very little, and they've just put entrepreneur at the top there. They've registered a few domains, they understand how to create an ABN, which is fucking, you know, the hardest thing in the world apparently, but they do all those things and then all of a sudden, they're an entrepreneur. That is not a title you get to take. It is given, you fucking loser. And... One more person stands in front of their car and takes it. Why is that? Oh my God. Do people understand what a lease is? Do people understand what a balloon payment is? Please listen carefully. If you know what you're doing, you can get whatever you want. Let's call it a Ferrari for probably around about $4,000 a month. Those would be the lease repayments. Okay. About $4,000 a month. Mm Mm-hmm. You can also sell drugs and purchase it in cash, but you know, let's not go into those people this week. But you can literally, that is what it costs, about $4,000, somewhere in that realm a month. It is not half a million dollars up front. It is not spending hundreds and, you don't have to have all this cash. That's not a thing. You just have to have that. Nine times out of 10, those people can't even afford $4,000 a month. What real, and let me tell you, $4,000 a month, when you are the types of losers these people are, if they could in fact afford that, The mere fact they have put that kind of money into a depreciating, nightmarish asset should indicate to you that they have no business acumen because they should be putting that money into growth of the business. Although evidently not because there's nine figures already, but these are the red flags. The Ferrari indicates nothing. The private jet indicates literally nothing. Some of the most successful people in the world that I know fly economy between here and Sydney between the Gulf and Sydney, between Melbourne and Sydney. You know, every single day, senior, senior executives are flying economy because they can't justify the costs in their business or they're setting example for their staff. It seems though that if you go the complete other way, you can convince people of your outrageous wealth and that you can make it work. Now let's talk about this laptop lifestyle scenario. Oh, sorry, I'll go back to the point that I just made. That's step one, okay? Step one is what evidence can you provide me that you have ever had a successful business? I am guessing, None. Okay? A photo shoot in Bali at a villa they fucking can barely afford. Like, sorry, but you can be in the middle of like Crimesville in Bali and get a villa for like $1. fifty. That's not impressive. Okay? Anyway, you should be asking for the business. Evidence of what they're... And look, don't take a screenshot of Shopify as an example because fuck me. The amount of people photoshopping... Their Shopify. If you're going to a seminar and someone is espousing their success, ask them to open it. Let me tell you a story. I will go schedule for schedule with all these fuckers, okay? I am packed most days, right? During COVID, things have changed. But generally speaking, I am packed. Hour to hour with meetings and or scheduling an actual work that I have to do, right? Now, I am scaling, you know, several businesses at the moment. But let me tell you, I still have every single touch point, access point to our stores. If it's an e-commerce based store, the James Cosmetics store is attached to my personal mobile phone and I monitor it. There are three, well, four technically stores that are attached to four different websites, the four different regions we sell in. And every single one of those is accessible from my phone. And I check them multiple times a day. Okay. In addition to that, I run all the other businesses and have all the other bullshit going on, all the stuff with the clients, etc. I still have that on my phone. So if someone wants to say, oh, I don't, have the, I don't have access to that, they're fucking lying to you, okay? That's not a real thing. If you're running a startup business, let me tell you, I can get to 11, midday, two o'clock in the afternoon, and I can tell you, because I've been checking, whether we're up or down for the day, whether we're slower than we should be, whether things need to be fixed. I can send messages to the team, get things moving. That's how you scale a business, staying on top of things not by just going, oh oh, wait, I shouldn't really be talking about. That's not a real thing, okay? People who have a real business that's scaling, they can tell you the ins and outs of that like that because that's how you're someone who knows what they're doing. Every single person I know who is successful in the e-commerce space, who has built a business or a brand are a real one, not a fake fucking Shopify horse shit. All of those people can tell you the ins and outs of their business without notice. Because if you don't know those details, you physically cannot scale the business. That's how it works. So that is step one. Prove to me that you've had this previous successful business. Caveat: the successful business should not include the consulting business they are now running. Just because, and this is fucking unbelievable. I can't. Blo- I don't know who should. Who is dumber, the person running it or the person paying them? But you shouldn't ever be able to claim that the business you're running now, which is the consulting business coaching fucking horse shit thing, is the success story that you're referring to. You need a prior success. You need to have sold, exited, scaled, done something with another business to be able to then say to someone, I can show you how to do it too. And you know what I will say? And this is something that you know I feel like is very pertinent in this current market I know some unbelievably successful people in the digital and uh, online sales space, e-commerce in general, plenty of them, several of them, if not most of them have at one stage in their time, myself included, tried to use the same success and model that they had created with their main business with a second business. Mine fell on its fucking face flat. Disaster, closed in 30 days, gone, never to be seen again. And I know a lot of the others have done exactly the same thing, thought that you could replicate the success from the core business into another, and you can't. And that's because not all these skills are translatable. The trends, the growth margin, all of these things are different at different times. It's fucking horseshit. This drop shipping thing, okay, that's step one. Asking someone if they actually can prove they've built something. Let's say, and that's the end, right? We could just pause this podcast now and wrap it up because let me tell you, 99% of them will fold like a cheap fucking chair the second you ask them to prove it. And not with screenshots from their Shopify. Let's see it live on your phone, okay? Let's see the actual information. What's the name of your stores? What's the name of the businesses that are scaling? Where is all this information? I've seen someone just of late who's a lot smarter in this space. They've created a brand. They've got that brand live, they're using that brand to pretend it has scaled massively to huge numbers while selling a consulting business on the side. But there are massive red flags everywhere. The quantity of reviews, the types of SKUs, all of this information does not add up to the volume of customers that they're claiming. You need to look closer. People are scamming other people every single day. This isn't news. This is obvious. This is the greatest scam of the 21st century. I'm convinced of it. We've gone through Ponzi schemes through call centers and telemarketing. This is the next scam of that magnitude, creating this falsehood that they're successful, which in this digital age is near the easiest thing you can do all day. It is simple to set up an Instagram and make yourself appear to be unbelievably successful, but they're not. And the worst part is people are not asking, them, oh, what, why would we ask what their business was? Or when they give you a name, it's fucking piece of shit proprietary limited. Not even proprietary limited. Most of the money from registered companies. Most of them just ABNs. It's always the way. Find it out. Do an ASIC search. Find out how old the company is. Find out what it's done. I mean, give us a break. That's rule one. And generally speaking, you won't get any further because they're all fucking scams. Rule number two, what is a business coach? Okay, at its core, apart from a fucking waste of time. A business coach is an outsourced third-party sounding board, the fucking end, okay? That is literally the only explanation that I will permit when people refer to a business coach, full fucking stop. If you don't have someone in your immediate circle who you can do that with, family, friends, etc., bounce off, then I guess you're going to pay that person. But please do not under any circumstances think that person has any right to advise you. They are not a what the fuck is a business coach? What sort of. Co- I don't understand. And they use those mentalities from sporting coaches. Well, just because they can't play themselves doesn't mean that they can't teach the fucking team. No. No, no, no. No, 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 no. I will not have a bar of that. Having someone teach you the technicalities, et cetera, et cetera, of being able to run faster and whatever else is completely fucking different completely fucking different to a business coach. You can't sit there and advise someone. And if you could, and if you knew what you were doing, you'd have your own company, just saying. But if you are in a business context, someone who is a business coach, you don't have the ability, and I'm saying this as someone who has many businesses in many fields, you don't have the ability to just simply provide advice on every single asset available. You can't advise in every single industry: food providers, hospitality providers, e-commerce, consulting. Everybody has a different business growth track. Uh, growth track, um, you know, skills required. That's not a real thing. You can't just do that. Now. What you can do is be a sounding board. You can be a good strategic mind and when people have an issue, you can ask them and challenge them with questions, have them think deeper, et cetera, et cetera. You can have someone who keeps you on track. You need to meet X, Y, and Z layout plans. Let's not pretend that person's a business mind though. They're a glorified admin assistant. That person is simply your teacher from school. You didn't grow up. You need someone to come back to every day who says, where's your homework? Where's the report? where's this? And I hazard to guess if you need that person, it's time to close your business. You're not built for it. Okay. When you get to a certain size, you bring in strategic advisors, consultants who assess the business, who pull it apart and who may be able to provide you with additional, you know, thoughts, areas for growth and whatever else that's completely different. But if you are starting out a business and you are in the first, I would argue, 12 to 18 months of that company and you need someone to come in and keep you on track, fucking close. You don't have what it takes. It's too hard. And that is, you know, it's the same as when I see someone who's a bodybuilder. I'm not that person. It's too hard for me. I couldn't do it. There is nothing wrong with admitting that things are too hard for you. That's one of them. Okay? It's a no from me. If you need someone who's going to follow you around like your mother and ask you questions like, did you get this done this week? Oh, well, we need to really do that. You're not built to build a business full fucking stop, okay? Because your business coach isn't gonna be there at two in the morning when things aren't going right. They're not gonna be there to answer the questions when you say, I don't have the money to pay payroll this week or I don't think this client's gonna pay and that might mean that I can't make payroll next week and do I move to a bigger premises? Do I get more staff? Do I not get more staff? Do I keep more money in the bank? All of these decisions are decisions that you as the supposed entrepreneur should be able to have with yourself. You discuss them and you make a call. Now, again, Sounding boards are phenomenal, truly phenomenal. Someone who you can get some of their thoughts and have an out loud discussion and get input, that is super valuable, but don't overvalue that. Don't value that as though someone is a coach because when they're there from the beginning, they create this concept. They are ultimately a business that requires you to stay with them. It is a business that is retained. They don't want you to leave them because then they have to replace you in their business. So they're going to forever make it seem like you need them. You can't rely on an external party like that from day one. One, you shouldn't be able to afford the capital because you shouldn't be putting money into a business coach. You should be putting it into the motherfucking business. Let me tell you, what a waste of resource. But again, it's unlikely you've gotten to step two because they should have fallen over in step one like the cheap fucking whores that they are. Because... They don't have a previous successful business. They never do. Here is point three, super unpopular, super annoying. People are going to get fucking mad. Care factor is low. Somebody who has been in the armed forces is not qualified to run a business merely because they were in the armed forces. Caveat, the people who went in the armed forces, served in the army in any of the realms, Air Force, nate, whatever, They are far better people than I, full stop. No doubt about that in the world. To do that, to put your life on the line, you're unbelievable, you're incredible. I would die, I could literally never do that. I would be the worst person protecting this country on the front line, let me tell you a story. Couldn't ever, full stop. Not speaking about that. But I am seeing a lot of people who are coming out now who are saying, I learn all this in the armed forces, now I can teach you as a business coach. They are not the same thing. I have never served in the armed forces. So how the fuck would I know, you ask? Maybe I wouldn't. Maybe I'm completely wrong. But why on earth are they teaching our armed forces when they're training how to run a company? Confused? Maybe we should lower the funding. I don't understand. Now, managing a team, teamwork, working together. I'm sure all, those skills are all translatable. Fully get what you're saying. That isn't business coaching, okay? The name business coaching, business advisor, strategic advisor, whatever the fuck you want to call it, implies that you are able to give someone a very whole picture of how to grow, scale, change, adapt in their business. That's where I have a problem. You might be able to tell someone, you might be a strategic advisor on teamwork. Cool. You might have learned some phenomenal stuff about that in the armed forces. Have at it. But do not present yourself like you can help someone scale their company because you have served our country. They are not the same thing in any way, shape, and form. The same way if I turned up tomorrow to the armed forces and said, I've scaled many successful companies, I'd love a weapon and to go out there and help out. Fuck no, Sam. Stay home, okay? You're endangering everyone's lives. I have had this discussion at nauseam with Declan, Emily's partner, who served for a very long time in the armed forces. It is he who has made very clear to me that I am not on some sort of delusional track, that you are not trained in the armed forces to run a company. You are in fact trained to defend the people of this country. Again, literally cannot admire you more, but people need to be understanding that when you are putting your entire livelihood into something, your entire world into a business, that you are getting leeched on by these fucking losers. And this isn't just people in the armed forces, I'm not saying that at all. This is the whole community of people who see the easy dodgy money they can make, the fast buck by going and just having a fucking go at business coaching because what do you need to prove? No one's asking any questions, big talk. Any old salesperson could get a client for business coaching. Easiest thing you'll do all year. Let me tell you a story. But those, I mean, it's ludicrous. There are so many pieces to building a business that I can't even fathom. Either you have it or you don't have it. But if you are calling a business coach from week one, close your business tomorrow, you cannot make it work. Final piece on this before I wrap up, but we'll go into it in another episode, I'm sure, because I'm certainly not done on these fucking freeloaders. But if you are a business coach and you're running these companies and you think that you know what you're doing, please DM me. I would be more than happy to have a conversation with you. If you think you have the justification to run this business, I would like to hear from you because I am fucking sure that you don't. I am sure that you have not scaled a business to a meaningful value, to a meaningful revenue, to a meaningful size to advise other people. And let me be clear as well. Revenue and net profit are two very different things. Buying a product for $20 and selling it and the cost of that sale is $19.90 and doing that many times over is not impressive. Scaling a business with a high revenue and a net profit to go with it or at a high revenue point and then you sell it, that's success, okay? That's when you can start teaching other people about what you're doing. Not a minute before, okay? Not a minute before. The final caveat I'm gonna make is this. If Richard Branson called me tomorrow and said, Sam, I'd like to be your business coach, I'd be in, okay? I would go, phenomenal, Richard. I'll see you on Necker Island. You can pay for the flights. Evidently not because all the airlines are broke, but you can get me there somehow. I'm sure there's still a a spaceship you've bought that can fucking bring me over. But there are circumstances I would argue that they are more of a mentor component. But what I am seeing a lot of is people who are, and I am getting it myself, I know others who are getting it regularly as well, messages from people asking if we will offer them business coaching of sorts, et cetera, et cetera. I don't have the physical time. I barely get the time to work with my own team every single day, it isn't possible. This is why I ran those events two years ago, where I went into a room of hundreds of people and gave an event about business advice, and I said everything that I knew at the time, and people got to ask me questions. The event was one hundred percent free; no one paid a thing. There was nothing for sale at the event. You couldn't buy anything. You couldn't do anything. You came along, you heard what I had to say, and then you got given the information, and you could ask questions. That was the fucking end. I did in Perth. I did on the Gold Coast. The problem that we ran into with those events was that people were messaging and saying, what's the trick here? It's clearly a scam. Why is it free? Because I realized that most of the business coaches run their free events and then sell you into their fucking pyramid of bullshit, which I didn't realize was the going thing to do. So people thought that's what I was doing. I was throwing it for free because I'm one, wealthy enough not to need the money, and I too can afford to pay for all of the bits and pieces and then stage it for completely nothing. There was literally nothing to purchase. People thought they were going to come by, so I'm going to buy Timeshare. Timeshare? I did used to work in Timeshare though. Great foundation for sales. But no, it was not to buy Timeshare. It was not a fucking doTERRA workshop. It was none of those things. Okay, so this is fucked right off. Anyway, that's business coaches for the moment. We will dive in more. You know, I'm still assessing. I'm still looking through all the stuff. I'm getting a lot of messages from people who with the examples. If you are considering purchasing, please, dear Lord, send the person's profile to me first. I will identify all of the holes in their story, and then I will let you make the decision. Do not purchase from these frauds. It's unacceptable and disgusting. It isn't that difficult to create content where you look successful. In fact, it's the easiest thing you'll do. This is the one thing that people have been growing up being trained to do, how to look rich on Instagram when you're in fact broke. Oh, it's it's so easy. It's like a Netflix documentary? Where the fuck are they? Anyway, that is an episode of Literally Nobody Cares. I can see here on my phone that this episode is currently being recorded. Thank the motherfucking Lord because I couldn't possibly do that again. But that is the episode. Thank you for listening as always. Love you all the absolute most. Please make sure you are leaving a review on something. I don't know where, but just fucking do it. And also, all oh, the sharing things are a good idea. Share the episode in your story. If I share your... If I share your share, what the fuck? Put me in your Instagram story and tag me. If I share that on my page, you receive a James Cosmetics eye mask value, $35. I sound like I'm on a fucking infomercial. Please do that. Um, And yeah, we'll just, you know, we'll get it happening. We'll get it moving. We'll get that sent out. There are people receiving their products all the time. I did it from the last episode, which is a hundred years ago. I get it, Cheryl. Um, but yeah, make sure you do that. The Literally Nobody Cares private Facebook group, 10 out of tens in there. And yeah, just stay being motherfucking fabulous. you know what I'm saying? Stay being a 10, stay doing, you know, the people's work, obviously, because I'm doing the Lord's work, but you stay doing the people's work. Have a fabulous time and a fabulous day. Let me know what you're doing in ISO. Let's pray to God. There's an episode next week.